Hey, y'all, it's your girl, Booney, from the Booney Breakdown, and you're listening to The Hung Up Podcast. Thank you. Now, you are America's drag superstar. Yes, ma'am. How does it feel? It feels so good. You know, I, I sometimes still get, you know, choked up by it. But really? It feels, yeah. yeah. I don't want that feeling to ever go away because I always want to be in it. But I yeah. feel it feels amazing. You know, I want to ask, and I think yeah. everybody wants to know, um, sure. have you gotten the money yet? Oh, baby, the money... <laughs> Dude, I would be hitting you up if the check didn't clear. <laughs> now, what I wanted was them to come with a big old check in front of my house. But the, <laughs> but the deposit click is good, too. Well, that's the thing. Well, that's the thing, you know, um, because, and I always tell you girls, yes. pay your taxes. Pay the taxes. Yeah, because that ends up being half. Really half? Yeah, it ends up being half. Did Uncle they not? Uncle like half? Yeah, yeah. Did they not tell you? They didn't tell me that. <laughs> they said I got 30%. I said that word's for half, did it? <laughs> All right. <laughs> now Rue up here telling Simone to put away half. Rue, that's your tax bracket. <laughs> Not Simone's. <laughs> I mean, come on. Sis got her got her coin, got her her check from the show and Mother's definitely out here making moves, but half, I don't think we quite there yet, bro. (laughs) And then also, let's be clear. I am no tax expert. This is not a tax podcast. (laughs) So hell, for all I know, maybe that is the best advice (laughs) that someone who's, you know, just entering and budding in the entertainment business is you need to put away half because you never know what to what to expect or what you're going to run into. I mean, even with the tax bracket that I'm in, I can't believe with all the taxes that I pay out of my paycheck every single month. And to only get to the end of the year and to find out that you still owe? Like, what? <laughs> Some, something ain't right. As you probably already know, that was America's Drag Superstar, The Simone. That was a clip from the Jimmy Kimmel Live show she was on about three weeks ago. RuPaul was hosting that night. But happy hump day to everybody. Welcome to another week of the Hung Up Podcast. I know I'm late. I know I'm a little late. But I promise you it's going to be a good show. It was it's <laughs> it was worth the wait. I promise. Welcome to another week of the Hung Up Podcast, a Philly-based culture and society podcast. From a black queer perspective, I am your host, Eric Cole, better known as Tennis Bay. If you know me, you know that's my passion. Be sure to follow this podcast on all podcasting and social media platforms by searching at Hung Up Pod. That's H U N G 
U-P-P-O-D. Also, have you seen the t-shirts? I finally got the Relax Your Shoulders t-shirt up on the bio link. So click the link. They are $24.99. I got some cool colors. Go ahead and get yours. It's a campaign, so I need to get to 50. Help me get there. I'm struggling at, I think, a solid 10 right now. (laughs) So help the Hung Up Podcast, support the Hung Up Podcast by purchasing the t-shirt. And it's also a really dope reminder and a really good message. I, I promise you, people will see it. They will appreciate it. And you will, too. You know where to find me at Pod on Instagram. That's really where I'm the most active. And remember, there is a contact button right on that page. So if you hit it, you can call the show, leave a message, or you can send an email directly to the email box. All right. I feel like I plugged enough. <laughs> Let's get into this episode. First, I want to start off by my hung up for this week. This week, I'm hung up on author, healer, and mama, Debbie Brown. Miss Debbie was on the Higher Learning Podcast this past week, or I don't know, a, a recent episode. And the entire conversation was amazing because she's just so insightful and speaks so effortlessly when it comes to meditation and finding peace. But there was one part of that podcast that really resonated with me. I say that because usually when I hear these types of conversations, especially from coaches, (laughs) they can be a little bit out of touch with the audience. You know, many times you find that these coaches are throwing these lavish and expensive retreats, running expensive masterclasses, and just offering advice that isn't accessible to everybody that's listening especially the people who need it most. And my gut tells me that the people who need it most are not privileged and they don't have access to a lot of money. So how do you still honor yourself, take time for yourself, even when it may seem like so many odds are stacked against you from even beginning that journey to finding peace and finding joy? Well, Devi gave some really good tips. She emphasized making micro-adjustments that lead to bigger changes long-term. For example, if you're able to save up $20 or $30, treat yourself. Either go to the grocery store, buy greens, treat yourself to a, a really healthy dinner, or turn your bathroom into a spa. Find that peace and relaxation right there in your home. And if your home is not ideal, walk. Or if you, if you have access to a car or if you drive, take yourself to a park or just someplace away from home where you can spend time with yourself. Sit and just focus on your breathing and how the sun feels against your skin. I love that advice. She said even on a small budget, something like this is possible. And you have to spend quality time with yourself to know what makes your vibrations go up, what makes your vibrations go down. The days of, oh, I just don't have time. That excuse is old, y'all. And it's a really poor excuse, a piss poor excuse, to put your mental and physical health on the back burner. 
listen, to be fully present for the people and the things that we're constantly ripping and running up and down the highway and roads for, you have to invest in yourself and you have to make yourself a priority. I think we're starting to see that. I think we're also starting to see that we, you got to get into therapy. I was talking with a really good friend of mine last night and he said, you know, I'm really starting to think that being in therapy is going to be a requirement if we're seriously going to be dating or moving forward. Either you're currently in therapy or you've been in therapy. And listen, I think that's super valid. One, because you get to make your own rules when it comes to what your boundaries are for a relationship. But also, I think that just shows that you're investing in yourself, you want to feel better, and you want to do better. Come on, Black man. Let's get into therapy. So I promised y'all last week that Booney was going to be coming to the show. Booney from the Booney Breakdown podcast did, in fact, dial in this week to talk about the war on masculinity, Black comedians who impersonate Black women, and whether or not she'd be down to date a bisexual guy. But before we get into all of that, we have a really fun icebreaker. So check it out, y'all, because I'm hung up. Hey, Hung Up family, welcome to the Hung Up Podcast, podcast host extraordinaire, Booney from the Booney Breakdown Podcast. Welcome to the show, Booney. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. I always like being on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> because you, fun. Because you're always, you're, you, you be working. You be... <laughs> you. you working too, but it's, it's so much work. So it's nice to be like, all I, all I got to do is show up and talk. And just do you and be you, right? That's it. It's funny you mentioned that, Booney, because I was, I promise you, I was just talking about you maybe two days ago to my homeboy because I was telling him that your show, your podcast show, when you came here to Philly, how such a good time that I had. And I've only been, I've only been to two podcast shows in my entire Uh life. Like, don't cancel me, (laughs) y'all. I ain't been to that many either, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the pandemic too, right? So, mm-hmm. okay. But I've only been to two. Yours was one of them. I'm not going to say who the other person was, but they were high profile, big, 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 big folks, right? But yours was still, when I compared it to, it was more fun. It was more interactive. I mean, you had games. You had... Come on, accolades. Keep going. You... <laughs> <laughs> Look, I put a lot of thought you, into my shows. Those little, those pouches. You, you gave like the gift things, like the gift baskets. When you when you walk through the door, you got the drinks and the like supersized, look, what looked like to me a Capri Sun packet. Yes. <laughs> it's like adult but Capri Sun. Adult size. Yeah, adult size. The drinks were good. The energy was good. And they put you good. on your ass. They were strong. It got you ready for the experience. So yes. I just want to say kudos to you. Um, I love your podcast. I love what you're doing. You guys, follow Booney if you're not already. Yes. I Listen, the people know. The people already know about you. So... <laughs> 
baby. I may not be. I'm a baby. I still feel like I'm the little engine that could, right? But yes, follow us. So um, I'm Booney, the host of the Booney Breakdown Podcast, your source for all things responsible and ratchet. And uh, we have a good time over on Instagram. I'm most active there at the Booney Breakdown. So it's B-O-O-N-I-E, Booney. People be like, oh, booty breakdown. No, Booney. Uh <laughs> Y'all get on our damn nerves, okay? Listen, so we have fun there. We have Talk to Boonie Tuesdays. We have Would You Rather Wednesdays. I'm sorry. You still laughing at booty? No, booty breakdown. Like, what? (laughs) And it's funny, I guess I'm really tickled, Boonie, because people kind of do that to me. When they see Hung Up Podcast, they see Hung and they stop right there. You're like the hung, yeah. People be thirsty. It's hung up. <laughs> yeah. Booty you know, breakdown. Like they hear booty what they breakdown. Hear. <laughs> it's like the what are the booty breakdown? Okay. <laughs> I mean, we do a little bit of that too, right, Booney? I mean, <laughs> depending you know, on the we, we definitely do depending on the topic here. <laughs> talk your shit. Talk your shit. <laughs> But that's cool. Uh, did you finish telling everybody where they can find you at? Because I oh, kind of yeah. cut so you off. You can listen to the podcast. It's everywhere. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, uh, Google Podcasts. So pretty much everywhere. Um, we're also over on Twitter. I do a little dabbling over there. Um, but at Booney Breakdown. And we're also on Facebook at the Booney Breakdown. But really, Instagram is where it's popping. Yeah, that's where I get my... I have my most fun. And interaction with... The Same. People, you know who are listening to the show you know you you're an audible mm-hmm. that's so cool that's very so, cool. yeah if you're on amazon music it's like another because i think amazon owns audible now so they have podcasts on because yeah. amazon owns everything they have podcasts on audible too i did not know that someone told me that <laughs> Wait, so like, I, listen you, show was yeah, like, like, I listened to you on audible i was like audible i had no idea yeah, I knew it was on Amazon, but I didn't know Audible. So, thank you. <laughs> Low key, high key, right? Because the show there, there are like all these other like podcasting platforms and websites that it's like so many. I think FM Radio was one um, mm-hmm. that we end up because our RSS feed is just out there, and so yeah. these other people like pick it up and then they post it. We didn't. You have no idea. Like, I didn't sign no up idea. for it. I didn't put mine on that At platform. All. So, right. yeah, right. when people tell me things, I'll be like, oh, I didn't even know. Thank you. So, Shout yeah. Out. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think it's like as Amazon is picking up more podcasts, Amazon Music, they're moving them to Audible, apparently, or something. Wow. Well, so. shout out. All right, Boonie. <laughs> Check Boonie out, y'all. Follow and support. All right. Yes. Let's get into this icebreaker. And I'm excited to do this with you, Booney, because it's going to be a two-way icebreaker. Usually it's just me asking the questions, but a little bird told me that you may got you may have some questions for me too. So I might have something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'll kick it off. Okay. People always ask me, when did you know you were gay? As if like, I don't know, I got I received a message in a fucking bottle or something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I just, I don't get that. But people always want to know, when did you know you were gay? Or when did you know you liked guys? So I'm going to ask you, when did you know you were straight? When did I know I was straight? That's such an interesting question. I don't think anyone's 
ever asked me that in my entire life. Um, but I'm going to say in retrospect, um, I guess, so I, I'm gonna, it's a two-part explanation there. I really did not know um, gay or straight, right? I didn't know what that was until like, I'm going to say late elementary school, like fifth grade. I think somebody was like, oh, so-and-so is gay. And I was like, what is that? Like, I hadn't even, it just didn't, I didn't know. So I think that was the first time I was the clear marker of this is one life, like, this is one person, this is another person. Like, I didn't, I didn't know it was, you could be anything else. So that, but I'm going to say, if I look back, like, this is funny. I think the, (laughs) (laughs) it was, you remember the group, the boys? Dial my baby on the phone. It was like oh, yeah. oh yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's when I knew I was straight because I really wanted them. I can't <laughs> remember. I think it was Hakeem. I love that little boy. <laughs> so you had a boy brand, a boy band crush. Yes. So was sure. it just on the band, or you had your favorite, like Hakeem? Hakeem was like my favorite. I okay, I got you. So you was... and Michael Jackson, but like really eighties Michael Jackson. I, I... Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, you were. I really loved Michael Jackson growing okay. up. Okay. <laughs> so you you were young, impressionable, and you saw these guys, and you were like, mm, I don't know what this they is. They were it. it. Yes. It was this, just this, if I feel away. I guess <laughs> you feel yeah. away. <laughs> but that's also interesting because nobody's ever asked. I don't. I don't think I've any straight person has probably been asked that. We uh, listen. When did you know you were straight? to all my gays and queers listening, start asking straight people that question. Like, Yeah, I don't think anyone... <laughs> when you said that, I'm really thinking, like, I don't know. Like, And so I'm sure that's how gay people feel. Like, I don't know. I just... Was it gay. just was. Yeah, I was just gay. Yeah, because I... When I was a kid, I just remember being on the playground. I remember being in classroom, and I just always... You know, it'd be a little crush. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what it was. You know, it wasn't nothing like sexual or, you know, I just had a little... Like, ooh, yeah. I you know what you. I mean? Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I don't <laughs> think many straight people have ever been asked that question ever. I'm going to ask people now if they've ever been asked that question. It makes you think about the questions that you ask other people. Other, for sure. <laughs> you know what for I mean? Sure. <laughs> so, your turn. Okay, I'm going to ask you, because it's a topic on my podcast this week. How long have you been single? Ooh. I've been, so I've been dating for the past few years. Does that count? Because, I mean, technically I was, I've been single for, do I got to say? See, and it's a funny thing. I would realize this week a lot of people had shame about how long they truly had been single. That's real. Which is an interesting thing. And like the guest I had on, she said like, I've been single five years. Ooh, I don't want to say that. And I'm like, girl, people think about it. They've probably been single just as long. Like, Yeah, I'm, I was just about, I was going to say four, Yeah, I'm, years, I'm like, hitting the two. I just crossed over two years. Okay. Has it felt like two years, though? Because I feel like it doesn't feel like... It doesn't feel as long as you think, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Right? You're like, oh, my God, no. Um, but, but what's yeah, the time... shame about... Yeah, it's like... you Because you. 
I feel like people think you're supposed to be coupled. Like, you're supposed to be with someone, right? And, and we're seeing being it all the single, time. Yeah, it's like being single, like, oh, how dare you? And especially as, you know, a woman, you're aging, and people start that bullshit question of, when are you going to have kids? When are you going to get married? When are you going to do this, right? And so, yeah, it's like, that has to get annoying. And leave me alone. <laughs> not everybody wants to have kids. Yeah, I'm definitely in that ballpark where I've been very vocal about that. Like, I'm not even sure if that's the life that I want. Um, you probably got wanna... kids in other ways. Oh, be for, it oh, sorority, be it family, be family it family for sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I've definitely been in a parental role for or a caretaker role for a long time. And yeah, yeah I don't want to take care of nobody else. Yeah. So it's like, you try to take care of yourself. At the end of the day, yes. <laughs> and I think we are just living in a different time where shit is just so raggedy and fucked up and just terrible, Your Honor. <laughs> that truly <laughs> people people are not progressing through life in a way where we're thinking about building family. We're trying to survive. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, do I want to bring a kid into this? Right? Like, yeah, yeah so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Very interesting. All right. This is my <laughs> turn now, right? hmm All right. My question for you is, have you ever kissed a girl? And if you did, did you like it? So here is the thing. Yes, I have. Um, so my mother's probably, if she's listening to this, she's probably like, <gasps> uh, Mama, close your ears, Mama. <laughs> You know how they used to cover our ears when we were kids? We got to cover cover mama's ears. Yeah, no. I did actually like it. Um, It's so funny because I always say this, like, if I ever, which I haven't, I've had propositions, close calls to a threesome. I wouldn't have problem touching a woman in certain ways, but I would think I would struggle a little bit with, can I say this, eating pussy? Um, I don't know how. Yeah, so... I think I would struggle with that aspect of it, but um, the kiss number girl, yeah. And I've also heard that because um, I am, I'm straight, but uh, I've also been told that women eat pussy better. So <laughs> she can do that to me. Wonderful. Sure, I'm not going to turn it away. But me reciprocating, I don't know. I don't know. I, I like need more guys to be open to that. I like how you said that because. <laughs> It's funny, you know, because, uh, you know, some guys have said to me, like, yo, I'm, you know, I don't get down like that, but I imagine that a guy would probably get some bomb-ass head. <laughs> yeah, because, like, yeah. you own the body part. That you're pleasing. For that, you... Yeah, yeah it, it so, makes total sense to me. It it, it, it it does make sense, and it works out that way. Trust me. Yeah. So, you, you don't want to put your mouth on her, but she can put... <laughs> Her mouth have on it. you. I just want to make sure have I'm clear. Yeah. Okay. Have, have at, at it. it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm probably, it's probably judging me. Don't judge me. But I will say too, it was funny. Not on this one show. Of, oh, wonderful. Because we don't judge on my show either. But like, I feel like in one of my um, friend groups, if we went to this party one time in DC and I'm still not 100% convinced that they did not drug us. <laughs> Because it was one of those moments. It was just like, what is happening in this party, right? And so at the party, this is one instance, I think, 
this girl, I don't know, we were real, it was some some vibes happening. Okay. And then all next thing I know, we're kissing. And so I think so my friend was just looking like, the fuck? Like, <laughs> so wait, it was just your drink love, that got spiked? <laughs> no, I, no, I think it was a it was universally like because even like on Twitter afterwards, people were like, "Yo, like what the fuck?" Like, so I'm just like, "What was in the air? What were the vibes?" This is all speculation and allegations. I don't need anybody trying to come see me. But it's okay. just like it was. Don't it just, subpoena my show, okay? Right. <laughs> so I got to pull like, my <laughs> episode down and show it down at City Hall, Booney. I'm gonna call you, girl. Like, <laughs> but for real, like, it was just, like, the vibe and, like, the way people were moving and then, like, the yeah. conversation and discourse on Twitter afterwards. Everybody was just like, I don't know what happened. And I was like, yes, I think it was a shocking to my friends because they know I love, like, I enjoy dick. And so to see me kissing a girl, I think they were all like, but you kissed a girl oh and you liked God. it. Yeah. Um, okay. Word to Katy Perry. <laughs> word to Katy Perry and word to the listeners out there, okay? You can you can. I don't even think I've it. ever said this on my show. <laughs> oh, my God. You get exclusives. Um, okay. Yeah. Patreon. It's like, no, nah, I'm playing. <laughs> Are you on Patreon? I am on Patreon. I thought you were. Yeah, I thought you were. We're growing the little community. That's really dope. That's really dope. Um... Think of a question for you. Oh, this is fine because I feel like I'm getting spicy stuff. So I'm gonna give you easy questions. <laughs> what is your favorite thing about Philadelphia? Who my fa- I, the food? One thing that just came straight to mind is the food. Mm. Um, you'll never go hungry in Philly. You won't. any any anyone from Philly will tell you that there's food everywhere. There's all types of food everywhere. There's free food everywhere. Um, I do appreciate how Philly is definitely like, to me, it's not a city. It's it's like a big town. Mm-hmm. It's it's still, you know, depending on where you're at. I'm, I've lived in West Philly for a few years now. Okay. It's my favorite part of Philadelphia. So this is where I choose to be. <laughs> Shout out to my homeboys trying to get me to North Philly. Um, I don't know if that's come on North Philly because you know I went to Temple, so hey, go out. so did I. Go out, yes. yes. Um, so yeah, you know North Philly. It looked way different than when I was there, though. Well, because Temple has been pushing, you know, yeah, they, and just just like Penn has been doing out here in West Philly. So, um, but I do appreciate well, West Philly is nice too. Yeah, so I like West Philly because you still have access to city life, but mm-hmm. you have parks, you have trees, you have <laughs> definitely definitely has more greenery than North it's Philly. It's more green, yeah. It's yeah. more green, and and I'm and I'm talking about the south side of Market Street because if you go on the other side of Market Street, that part of West Philadelphia to me is not as green, but you come on the south side and um, closer closer to Southwest Philadelphia. More parks. Mm-hmm. Um, the the people be just out like porch fest. Like people just go on the get on their porch with music and have concerts. Like I used to get my hair done at Fifty Second and Race. Okay, so you were on. Okay, yeah, so you were on the north side of mm-hmm. uh, West Philly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I used yeah. to get my hair done over there. I used to live on um, Conshohocken, up near City. City near City line. Ave? Mm-hmm. Near City Ave? Okay, so you were out. All right, cool. I used to live up by, there. By the, by the river. 
Yeah, <laughs> by the river. Oh, that little. You know what street? This is a tangent. I did not. Philadelphia has two streets that I feel like I'm a really good driver. I feel like Philly gave me grit as a driver because whoo, when I took my car oh, there, child, the people will wear oh you God. out. Oh yeah, the people but will wear you out and keep going. Roosevelt Boulevard, I will never drive that. Baby, you you could lose your life. <laughs> you get you, you get can lose your, on your life. Chest. Yes, mm-hmm. you get hay on your chest driving yeah. Roosevelt Boulevard. Yeah. If y'all don't know about Roosevelt Boulevard, like, yeah. Listen, be careful. And Lincoln, and Lincoln Drive. Oh, yeah. Lincoln, yeah, Drive, Lincoln Drive is like a snake. Yeah, it is extremely curvy. That is wild. You're going through rocks and creeks. Yeah. and. But mm. even that Roosevelt Boulevard was still scarier than that. Like, I will never forget Roosevelt Boulevard as long as I live. That's one of the most dangerous streets in America. Because that is insane. Yeah, and it's it's massive. And people drive very fast. So it's intimidating for someone. If you're new to Philly... Don't go to Boulevard. Boulevard. Is, it's intimidating. You got to know what you're doing. You got to know what you're doing, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so my last icebreaker question. Have you ever dated a bisexual guy? And I, if you did, what was that like? If I did, I did not know. Okay, got you. Um, so I don't, I can't say any of the men that I've been with were openly bisexual. Okay. So, yeah, if they were, I, I honestly did not know. But, you know, that is a very controversial topic. I know, I know. And I struggle with it. I'm going to be honest. I do struggle with it. Because I think it makes you start questioning some of the things of reasons um, why why you would have a problem with it, right? And I, I know we're going to get into more of this a little later, but I do think there is definitely a double standard there. Got you. With Got women you. and men. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. Well, that was fun. Wait. Do you? I got one more for you. Oh, shit. Look at me trying to get out of the Look, kitchen, Look, you trying to get out the last one. <laughs> when, when is the last time you had really good sex? <laughs> well. Hmm. <laughs> Let me pull up my app. It's like, no, nah, I'm playing. <laughs> I have an app that tracks, like, I track all my sexual activity. So every What is the every, name of this app? <sighs> Hold and up. so do you go in there and you're like oral good mm-hmm. not it but and the person's name? Mm-hmm. Like oh my god, I need it's, this. It's literally like and and look at me having a hard time finding it because it's very it's a discreet app. Like Oh well, that's fair. Somebody open your phone. Um Oh, you fuck Marcus. What? <laughs> I'm going <a, laughs> to find it and send it to you. Okay, perfect. I'm, yeah, I'm Damn, curious. I wish I knew the name of it so I can, like, mention it for the listeners. I feel like I did talk about this a little bit when Lamont White was on the show. Oh, here it is. It's called Nice. Oh. It's called Nice, N-I-C-E. And you literally, it's like a calendar. You have your entries and you can get stats. It keeps like. <laughs> How have I not been living? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So there'll never be a question. You know what I'm saying? In terms of like who went, when, where, and why. Like, you know what I'm back, saying? I'd be like, <laughs> here go Lamont. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
listen, it's a free app. Oh my god, yeah, they I have just premium. Download. Yeah, they have premium features. I don't get into all that because I just need the simple and the basics. That's so, so. funny because I only track sex like with your cycle. So I'm like, oh yeah, I did it. Oh, so it's okay. something pop up. But now I'm like, no, I need to get in this. In the type of sex, like sometimes oh my it's God, just making orgasms. out. If you had an orgasm, right? Did y'all just make out? Maybe there was no penetration. Was there penetration? Did you oh use my God, protection? All of that is right there. Myself okay, a little shady look, sometimes. Look, sometimes, <laughs> look, if we're if we're being honest, like, <laughs> and let me just say this, Booney, because us. <laughs> We gays and queers, we be when we talk about y'all in that way, we be saying like, "Oh, the straights never use protection." Like that's <gasps> that's what we be thinking. Like y'all oh, just be no. popping it in. Y'all well, just be I will popping say this it in and because going. I re- I love black men. They men do not want to wear condoms. Like it is a struggle. Mm. Like they want to get the, up in that thing. They just want to go. And so I can think of, like, the last three people I've been with. Like, we're getting ready. We done warms up the oven. We ready to go. And he's just trying to go right in, balls to the wall. No, I'm, like, literally pushing off. Like, get a con- like get a condom. Like, I'm Probably literally. because it's waterfalls. Okay? It's probably. Oh. <laughs> Straight men, I know. I know it's a struggle. Okay, when it's, I'm, I'm, I'm sure when this, when it's waterfalls and it's so easy, yeah, you know, to it's, slip and slide right up in that thing. You don't and even especially know. Especially older men. Oh my god, they definitely do not. Really? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Don't let him be. Let, don't let him have a vasectomy either. Why well, can't get you <laughs> pregnant? Well, I mean, other things like listen, it is a struggle. <laughs> you said don't let this man have a vasectomy because he wants to vas- go. That's it. If it's a vas- oh, I'm 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 gonna have a vasectomy. But see, that's an ignorant way to think, right? Like just because you there's like you just said, there's other stuff. It's out other here things it's besides not just... having a baby. Yeah, <laughs> let me tell you, a baby I could get rid of easier than some of these things I can catch. Okay, oh. let's get into your show. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, I don't live in Texas. <laughs> What's going Texas. on out there is just absolute. That's wild. Ridiculous. That is, is why. And what's even, what's so dark about what's going on is that they crafted this law in a way to where they could go around the courts. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. These white folks, like... They didn't lost their mind. It's crazy. It's just crazy. But yeah, so I say all that to say, I don't live in Texas, so... You worried about the wrong things, homeboy. (laughs) All right, let's get into this interview. All right. It's just been a lot going on in pop culture and in the media right now. Music, I mean, just surrounding Lil Nas X, Mm -hmm. surrounding... Little boozy, really sparking a lot of intense, sometimes violent interactions mm-hmm. online with people. And this idea that there's a war on masculinity. And I see, I see it a lot. I see a lot of people talking about it a lot, especially when <laughs> a Hollywood unlocked or a shade room puts up a post about little Nas X <sighs> or um Saucy Santana twerking in a thong. 
the common denominator is there's a war on masculinity. The way I see it is people are living their truths. They're living their lives out loud. And that is rubbing people the wrong way. Mm-hmm. For, they, for some reason, they think that it's taking something from them. What are, what are your thoughts? What are your feelings around this whole, quote unquote, war on masculinity? I think it's so interesting um, that those are the words that are chosen. It's a war on masculinity. Um, because from the way I sit, no, especially as we were just talking about what's happening in Texas, like nobody's making laws for, you know, men and their bodies. So I think it's interesting to hear this conversation as a woman. But I do agree with you. I think the bulk of it, a lot of it comes from people being jealous at someone who's just living their life and being free and they don't give a damn what other people say. It is fascinating to me to watch Little Nas X um, and the response, more so the response to him. Because personally, me, I just think now this has given him longevity. I didn't think he would have still been here, right, without this conversation around him. Old Town Road, who knew that would have been like a blow-up hit that the way it was, right? Yeah. And so I think, it to me, it was the shocking because he seemed so packaged, so innocent, like, I'm gonna, and he's performing at elementary schools. And so then it was like, I'm here, motherfuckers. And I'm like, oh, shit, all right. That was like my reaction to it. Like, all right, now, get it. But now I feel like his whole... It's becoming a uh, it's becoming a little gimmicky to me a bit because it's like yeah he's living his truth but I feel like he's feeding off of the negative response not mad at it get your money but then I look at people who are responding negatively and I don't understand because it's like he's not hurting you he's not hurting anyone um, then you have Bootsy like I just be looking at Bootsy like what what is the problem like I'm I'm not understanding why you're so fixated on this. Unless you're jealous or it's That's tapping what I'd be into, trying to, yeah. I'd yeah, be, it's like, or it's tapping into something in you that you wish you could do, right? And so that's the only thing that makes sense to me because it does, he, ain't nothing he does, but I like, at this point, I love it. I do feel like Lil Nas X definitely trolls the hell. Oh, yeah. That's out, out of people and, and it and does come it across. Flawlessly. Yeah. 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 I mean, even the whole pregnancy reveal saying that he's, you know, about to give birth to Montero, his album, mm-hmm. which I love, by the way. Have you listened to the album? I listened to a few songs. I haven't gotten through all of okay. it. Okay. Okay. Some of it was a little emotional for me to to listen to because I really feel like he puts his heart out there about mm-hmm. what he experienced growing up. I remember one one of the songs he talks about praying away these mm. feelings about being gay that's something that a lot of us experience but anyway so finish the album when 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 you can i do feel like he be trolling the hell out of niggas oh for sure especially in a space where uh men like him don't get to thrive right because he's still pegged as a rapper um i think in most categories people put him in that like rap mm-hmm. and you don't I can't think of another Black gay man that gets the kind of attention, press, platform that he has gotten. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was trying to think of somebody, and I nobody was really coming to mind. Um, Billy Porter kind of came to mind. 
I was thinking about him because with like TV, he's definitely had a. Uh, he's gotten a lot of a late career revival, right? Because yeah. of Pose, yeah, uh, which was amazing. But RuPaul. it's just, it's, yo, yeah, I forget, I forget about Rude too. But very but few. I guess to like your in point, that though, music, just yeah. Very few. But in yeah. that music hip hop space, right? Oh, like, yeah. right, right. And there are there are queer gay artists out there, but but nobody that with level, that platform. Yeah, right. I just right. and so. And with that, I felt like it was inevitable, you know, that he was going to deal with a lot of heat, a lot oh, of sure. a lot of hate, a lot of homophobia. And I'm proud of the fact that at least he's still giving us quality music. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you can invest in trolling and doing all the shenanigans and the antics. And it's funny for the likes and the retweets and for the promotion of the music. But I think it's just an extra cherry on top. That, the music, yeah. But you can also like provide quality content. Um, and as far as like the kids go, these kids, like, yeah, like that, that shit don't matter. They still have iPhones in their pocket, right? So anything they want to know and find out, they can. They have access to so much more. So I don't buy that narrative because then I appreciate the people who kind of push back on those critics who were saying, what about the children? Because then you saw Tiana Taylor and what's the other girl? She dropped. Normani like, had her pussy. Normani. Yeah, like nobody said anything about that. We didn't hear anything from Boosie. Yeah, you didn't hear anything. Because it was that like, was yes, they killed they killed it. But I'm like, she was that literally was grinding gay. on her. Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it was the same thing that little Nas X did on a award show a couple like a month ago, right? And so where was the outrage? Like, it, there was no outrage. And so and I think that's why he just keeps doing it. I think that's why he just continues to push the envelope. You know, the, the shit that he does in his music videos and on stage and the kissing. Oh, he, I just watched the, the one he's making out the, and all that. With the football player. Like, there, yeah, I was just like, it does not phase me because we've seen... It's we've what seen, we do. It's, we've seen far worse or, or, and or the same with a heterosexual lens on it, right? Like, nobody says anything then. It's too much. Right. Nobody said anything when Britney and Madonna kissed at the BMAs a gazillion right. years ago. Lil' Kim and Diana Ross with the whole titty thing. Yeah, like, so it's just like, why now? Who cares? Like, I mean, it's, it's just very fascinating to me that people are so invested in him and what he's I doing. I do be wondering why men, straight. if you're a straight man, why, why do, you care? do you care about what gay men or queer men or same gender loving men it don't make sense are doing i just that that is that's always been a little interesting to me that's it, me too it doesn't make sense at all <laughs> so along that same thing when we look at comedians like quay hey tony the you know the the school admin that did a mm-hmm. oh that's his name okay Yep, that's Hey Tony and um, Will Knight. The, I mean, the list just goes on. When you see comedians like that, you know, who... And it, mind you, this is nothing new, right? Because I just posted a post uh, with Martin Lawrence doing Shanae mm-hmm. And because it's funny as hell, right? Tyler Perry, Medita. Tyler Perry. Black men have been putting on wigs and impersonating I guess their, I don't know if it's their view or maybe it's a person in their lives that, mm-hmm. that influenced the character, whatever it is, but they, they, they impersonate a black woman. When you see things like that, do you feel 
are you offended? Because I some of the comments that I see online, and I've been in debates on Twitter with Black women, where they're like, yo, this shit is not cool. Black men have to stop putting on wigs, making fun of Black women for likes and for coins and for checks. What's, what's your feeling on it, Boney? You know, I, I sometimes be like, am I, am I, am I missing the deep bone? Um, <laughs> because I do feel like sometimes some of the discourse does then infiltrate my opinion, right? Like, because I've laughed at Quay. Martin is one of my favorite TV shows. Shanae's funny. Like, Mama Payne, all that stuff, right? And so, <laughs> yeah. it, it, it's like, it's funny. Yeah, but it then is. I'll re- yeah, like, and then I'll read something and I'll be like, Oh, because it now, validates that because someone is experiencing they're they're offended, obviously. Yeah, and so I'm gonna say like the Martins, the 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 Tyler Perrys, those don't really bother me per se. But I will say some of the Instagram comedians, not as a whole, am I bothered? But I do think sometimes there is a line. And I'll watch some of them and I'll be like, mm. what's that, that line, all? Boney? Yeah. Huh? What's that? Talk about I, I that don't line. Because I want us like, to do better. I want and and I and I hope my, my gay and queer black men are listening. Like I think it was like one of Quays, and he was um it was like something with like a the boyfriend and like he was popping off, acting all crazy, like. And I'm just like, hmm, I didn't really care for that, right? Because and maybe it touched home because I feel like so many Black women struggle in relationships already, you know, commitment. Okay. Okay. And so then you have people watching this portrayal and it gives the fodder, it feeds into that fodder. See, like, Black women crazy, they go and act up, This what, you know, what, and in a relationship. And so I kind of feel like that is counterproductive for, <laughs> for Black women sometimes. But it's, it's not everything I see where I'm just like immediately. The principal guy, I just don't think I find him funny because I didn't go to a public school. So I don't have those references. Uh, I went to an all-girl private school, right? And so those references (laughs) when he on the bus and shit, they just don't resonate. With the keys and that. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, like, I didn't have that. (laughs) Got you. But but again, to your point, like, I see the discourse. I see the comments where people are like, I hate this. Stop dressing up. Like, and it's, it's like, damn. Because, I, you know, you want to honor people's feelings and opinions. But right. I can't say that I'm always affected by what I see or what people are putting out there. And so what I'm hearing from you is that sometimes that line, that, that kind of like mm, cringe moment where it may feel a little uncomfortable is when, you know, Black women or Black relationships um, mm-hmm. between uh, Black women and Black men are being portrayed in a negative light. And it's like, yeah, these things may happen. These experiences may be true, but they're not always that way. And when you have, so if you don't really get the context, particularly if you're (laughs) non-Black, if you're not a woman, right? You're a part of some other culture, or I'll take it even further. You're in another country and you're Mm. seeing this and this kind of like sets the tone for you in terms of like, okay, this is what relationships look like between. It does. I feel, I I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, and it portrays that like stereotype. Like again, um, people who may not encounter black people daily to see 
you know, we aren't like that, right? Like these are exaggerations or just funny scenarios, right? But you see that and you're like, whoo, that's how they all act. Mm. Mm. Which which is, if you are that person that is just generalizing people. So now I'm just talking to the other side of the mm-hmm. conversation now. It's like, if you are that person that can see something and then generalize a whole group of people, you want some fuck shit. Like, and that's some inner work that you need to do. <laughs> For um, sure. But I, you know, I definitely wanted to make space that, you know, both of those things are, are definitely true. Mm-hmm. So outside of, you know, Black men putting on wigs and impersonating Black women, when it comes to comedy in general, because I've seen comedy stand up, you know, because I, lo- I love to laugh and I love Black <laughs> comedians and I, my favorite are Black women because I just feel like they're the funniest they're the realest and they're going to always like give you a teachable moment. Like they're going to make you laugh, but you're gonna, they're going to always like give you something else that you can take away before they leave that stage. And so I've seen um, stand up and shows where I've laughed, but I've also been a little like I've experienced mm-hmm. what you just kind of said where it's been an, a little cringe or a little yeah. like mm, I don't necessarily like the tone or the, 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 what they're, because it's the audience that they're speaking to. Yeah. Particularly when it comes to gay issues, trans um, jokes and, and gay jokes and things like that. So just outside of the wigs and, and black men impersonating black women, do you feel like comedy is a space that, yeah, sometimes it's going to be offensive and comedy should be that one area that's, you know, designated, to to you know because I, yeah. I I feel like I hear that a lot from comedians is that you know what I mean because for sure everyone has gotten in trouble you know for saying some shit on stage what are your thoughts around just like comedy in general yeah it's tough because some things I think c- good comedians I'll say that good comedians have. A very tough job if they're nuanced enough where they can take a controversial, air quote, controversial topic and break it down and make it funny. I think you can you do well. Someone who I think does well at that is a Chris Rock. Because I always hear people say, like, Chris Rock isn't funny. And I feel like to get Chris Rock's comedy, you have to kind of know shit. Like, because he does a lot about, you know, Mm. pop culture, what's in the news. So you have to have some understanding of what's happening in the world. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know Chappelle took a lot of heat for a joke he did about the trans. Well, he called them the alphabet people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I am not a part of the LGBT community. Right. But I laughed. I'm going to be honest. Like, I laughed at it because... It hit a nerve in me where he's talking about it, where I kind of do feel like I'm not, not that I'm walking on eggshells, but I don't want to offend anybody. And so because I feel like some of the space is rapidly changing or we're, and for some of us, we're unlearning and relearning new terminology, new ways to address people. I just shared with you before we started recording that someone called me out in my intro. I used to, for years, I was like, hey guys. So now I'm trying to say, hey, y'all, because someone told me that was offensive to them. And so I do feel like when Chappelle was saying that joke, it resonated with me. And I kind of was laughing because 
I'm like, I get it. Like I, I'm, I'm in that space not to be hurtful, but I'm really trying to learn. I don't want anyone to feel excluded or that my words hurt them. So I do feel like comedians, <laughs> I feel like it's a way you can still provide humor for people while reflecting on where we are. But if you're, if you're just taking cheap shots at people, then that I think is kind of fucked. That's fucked up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Don't use your platform for that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Especially when you, as a comedian, I imagine you got a crowd of people that you stand in front of and you have them all laughing. I think that's a great opportunity to, like I was saying before, like, leave leave a good word. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, yeah, you, you can make us laugh. And, and I think with comedy, like, listen, some people may be a fitness, some may not. And I think it's just going to be that way because comedy is just so many people are exposed to it that you can't like, you know what I'm saying? You're not yeah. going to be able to. Because I, I do think as a society, we are evolving. Because if you go back and listen, like I went back and listened to like, um, the other two weeks ago, I was watching The Kings of Comedy with my mom. <laughs> and Bernie Mac's part is fucking hilarious. But would that have passed today? No. 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 It would not fly today. But it was funny. Right? You're right. I laughed. It's, it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Like that milk and cookies. The milk and like, I knew you was about to say that. Right? Because <laughs> that is one downstairs. of the downstairs. I came in the house the other day, man, at 1.30 in the morning. The two-year-old going to send the downstairs for some milk and cookies. I'm going upstairs. He coming down. He going to walk past me like I'm a visitor. I said, where you going? He said, to get some milk and cookies. He said it so funny, I wanted to hear it again. I said, get some what? He said, some milk and cookies. I told him, I said, man, it's too goddamn late for some damn cookies and milk, man. Take your punk ass upstairs and get some rest. That's how I talk to him. Fuck that timeout shit. I ain't got time for these badass kids. These kids are kids. They're going to kill me. I'm going to kill them. I can see y'all reading Jet and Ebony right now. I got he talking. It's a shame how Bernie fucked up those damn kids. I can't get no rest. They walk around the house three, four o'clock in the morning. Got their finger under my nose, seeing if I'm breathing, all that kind of shit. Badass some of my bitches. Rocking all the goddamn time. I ain't no psychologist. Then the some man gonna sit up there. She gonna go upstairs. The two-year-old, or her the two-year-old say, where the cookies and shit? He gonna tell her, him downstairs. Who the fuck is him? Like I ain't got no name or something. Him downstairs. The two-year-old said, well, I go get this shit myself. That shit was fucking funny. It was one of the funniest parts of his whole bit. Like The whole bit. And so it's like, if he would have dropped that in 2021, yeah. he probably would have been canceled, air quotes. And so I do think part of their job is to understand where we are evolving, right? A joke that you could have said 20 years ago may not fly anymore now. Just because we've evolved as what we've learned, what we're unlearning, where we are. So I do think they have, as a comedian, you have a job to just take a pulse of where we are. Don't take cheap shots. But also don't be afraid to go where you think something is controversial. 
Yes, I fucks with that. Yes, Booney. And we, and you made a good point. We are learning still. We are all a work in progress. Well, not all. We are. <laughs> <Some>. <laughs> okay. Right. Because ignorance prevails. Yes. Um, and some people just want to stay there. Um, but a lot of us are doing the work. A lot of us are work in progress. We're evolving. What was cool 10 years ago may not be cool today. And it is important that we are calling things out, calling folks out and holding people accountable, allowing people to be seen, allowing people to be heard on both aisles. Yes. A lot of us are wanting and, and advocating for things that we want to receive that we are not willing to give to other people, particularly mm-hmm. people that we do not agree with. You know what I'm saying? Particularly people that you, we may have a difference of opinion. And I think there's some work to do there. There's some work for to sure. do there. I want to wrap this up because I, oof, I don't had you on here for, we've been going for 45 <laughs> minutes and I said an hour, but the conversation has been so good, Boonie. Yes, I enjoyed this. <laughs> I enjoyed you. I really did. So let's, I have one more question for you and we can wrap it up. Again, along the same theme, we've been talking about sexual expression and liberation um, with, you know, men and women. And I think where we are today is that, you know, society is constructed in a way where Men are supposed to hold up this quote-unquote masculinity. You know, that's why I kind of started this thing off by asking you, like, what were your thoughts about masculinity? Because I feel like that is just, like, where we are. And because men are expected to uphold this thing that is not real, in my opinion. It's, it's not real. <laughs> like, a, like a lot of things, we, we make up shit in our head, and then we live our lives by it, and we... <laughs> it's, just, it's just not real. So... Men, as a result of this, I feel like men on both aisles, straight, gay, queer, have been cut off from being emotionally available Oof. and obviously unable to express themselves sexually in an honest and open way. And I think that's why we see, you know, a lot of men, if you, if you date men, you, you, we have these conversations in our groups, in our inner groups, our, our group me, ch- our, our chats, all that stuff is that <laughs> we have issues with men communicating, being, being honest and, and being able to commit. From Black women, we're hearing, it's, 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 well, not just Black women, because the niggas that are down low are want to be in relationship with us. <laughs> so, well, like, I'm going to say, like, we in the struggle together with these Black niggas. We, <laughs> We are in the struggle together. So, again, my opinion is that these are all just symptoms of sexual suppression, sexual limitation, on on expression. And I'm just curious what your conversations are like with your homegirls, whether or not you feel men should have room to, to explore and have that freedom. Or is it, look, what's for them is for them. And what's for me is for me. Because as a woman, you because you we talked about this in the beginning when I said, Did you have you ever dated a bisexual guy? It could be cool, but maybe it's not cool for me. I'm gonna say across the board, most women that I've talked to have a problem with dating a bisexual man, right? And so for um for some, the conversation, I think we talked about this on one of my talk to Booney Tuesdays was like, and I remember this comment and the girl was like, I know this is toxic for me to say, but the image and thought of my man sucking another man's dick, I can't shake. Mm. And so to your point about masculinity, she's 
like you internalize that as I'm not seeing my man as a man because he was giving another man oral sex. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. that is a big hurdle to overcome because like, what are you saying? Masculinity is. And so I do feel like straight black men, they kind of stunt some of their own pleasure because of certain sexual acts they won't do because they're gay. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting here like, like what booty? Like that booty. Yeah. You go near that booty. They might be, you don't know what the reaction, you literally. It's going to be the booty the breakdown reaction. podcast for real, right? <laughs> for real, right? And so it's like, I'm never going to do something to someone without consent because I wouldn't want you to do that to me. Okay. And First and foremost. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I'm giving a man a massage. Yeah. And I'm rubbing his legs. I'm like, oh my gosh, you're so tight. Like, he's like, hey, I was working out. So as I was getting ready to hit the glutes on his booty, yeah, I said, I went to go up and I was like, stop. This is a- Which feels amazing, by the way. A booty massage? Yeah. Oh my so God. So I'm like, this is a straight black man. I just can't touch this man's butt. Damn. Which is crazy that's, that I am that's, so that's programmed, wild. right? Like, I am so programmed. But it's because I, of the probably the freaking reaction that you would get. Yes. It, I don't know what the reaction could be. I've had men get angry. I've had men literally jump up off the bed. And you're you're literally have your penis inside of me. I just gripped your ass while we're having sex. Hopped about the bed. Really? So and I'm like, oh, y'all niggas. So are, that, y'all, it, it is the wild. The shackles. It is the shackles, right? <laughs> and the crazy thing about it is if you took a finger or two in the booty. Ain't no, I don't have a penis to put in your butt, right? So obviously your sexual interaction is with a woman. So anything we do to get together. Isn't that straight? Exactly. So I don't understand this notion of this sexual act is gay, right? Because there's, it's, it's you and me in the room. There's no man in the room with you. So would you be open to your straight man? Or have, has a straight man? Have you been in a relationship with a straight man? Where he's maybe asked you for some anal pleasure. So I've had one. Um, I just don't, I don't eat ass. <laughs> it was very basic, right? And so I was, at the time, I was real young. And I, was I know like, the rule, Boonie. You said in the beginning, you don't do it, but they could do it, right? Yeah. So I was just like, <laughs> you want me to do what? I was in my 20s. And so I was just, but at that time, nobody had eaten my ass either. So I didn't know that's what we were doing. <laughs> so I was like, you want me to do what? Like, no. And so... <laughs> Now that I'm older and somebody that ate my ass, I'm like, well, you know, if if that's what my man would like. Would, yes. Okay. Now, okay. I will say I might. Now, this is I'm going to lay my toxic card on the table. Because I was going to ask. Now, I might struggle <laughs> if a finger. No. But if my man was like, put a strap on. That would be. A I wish I could see my face. That might be a, a bit much for me. Because to um, you, that's too much like. I don't know. I just feel like I would be emasculating him, right? That's like my toxic card. Like, why do you want me to? I don't want to do that. You could do it to okay. me, but I don't, I don't want to do that to you. And so also, it's something I've never done. So then I'm just like, so, but I've never been asked either. 
So I don't know how I would respond. Like, am I in this hypothetical? That would be my response. Like, oh, my God. That is a thing I have been definitely I've been approached a few times in my life by a woman who wanted to strap on and, and fuck me. Yeah, that that's just not been my I don't know if that would turn me on. I've never done it. I can't. It wouldn't turn me on. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can't envision that it would turn me on. But some um, people are into that. But some people are. It's also the same way we just had a conversation. I think what I was telling a group of friends, I was like, a lot of us think we're kinky. We are not fucking kinky. We A lot of us <laughs> have plain ass vanilla sex and it's good, but it's vanilla as fuck. And Y'all so, boring. yeah, like, I mean, it's vanilla. Like, until you meet somebody who's down with the shits and you be like, shit, I do not do shit. If you're, and, if you're not like sore, if you don't feel like you were in a fight, the following day, like your legs not sore. You, you like my you ain't really work. On. You see oh. my reels, my throat. I be Bro, like, baby, come give on, me the, give me the tea, give me the cup <laughs> of tea, please. Um, so yeah, so no, I do. Um, will agree with that, but like, I'm just, I don't know. I, I just, I don't know. I haven't had a man, but I also know most straight black men will not ask that because they too are probably afraid of the reaction that their woman is going to say back to them. Oh yeah. I think a lot of that is happening and I know someone very close and he's straight, straight man. And he has expressed that to me. Like, it's like, yo, I like it in my ass eight, but I'm not going to tell my girl that. Yeah. And so I do feel like there is not a lot of honesty. And so I, so this wasn't, I don't want to say recent because I don't want the person, if they listen, they be like, bitch, people don't think they talk about me. Um, don't see, say that. That's toxic too, right? So, <laughs> right. but someone, <laughs> they wanted to threesome. So I was like, <laughs> me being me. Wait, a I guy asked meant, you? Yeah. So I knew he meant, I knew he meant bringing another woman. These niggas always. That's yes. always the one. So I yeah. responded back. Oh, so I get to pick the guy? That's what was my response. Wait, what's the, what did he say? And he said, uh, I mean, he, a look of pure disgust on his face. And he was like, what? And I was like, well, you just want a threesome. So I, I'm asking you, can I pick the guy? And he was like, no. <laughs> he was like, a threesome is only a man and two women. It's only. Mm. Only. Not, not. For me, it's a man and two women. He just says only. Only. It's, it's just, that's just, oof. Okay. So I was just like, well, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the definition. But I was just like, you just made the assumption, right? So I asked you, I want all right, we got two men in here and me. That's a threesome too. It's right. three bodies. Yeah. It's three bodies. But anyway, <laughs> we didn't make it much further past that but um i do say like it it is interesting being um in this the conversation of around sexuality and masculinity i do think is quite fascinating i do acknowledge the role that i myself play in that as well because like i said I, i laid my cards out on the table um where I would struggle. I think I've gone from a firm no in my 20s, where it was like, hell no, to now, yeah, no, I would 
I would consider depending on what it was, but I am going to struggle if my man was like, here's a, here's my favorite strap. Can you, that's a struggle. Go to town. Pound yeah, time. that's that's gonna be. I ain't never had to stroke nothing. How I I don't I don't have like <laughs> you like I don't know how to do it. <laughs> right, that's not my my forte. I have to get practice. You gonna get some porn? You don't be watching the videos, Booney. What no, kind of porn do things. you like? What kind of porn do you like before <laughs> I let you go? It changes seasonally. Oh, um, yeah, I'll go. So into what was spurts. it this season? So right now I'm in a season where I'm not into porn right now. So okay. I do this. Like it might be like two months or two, three months where I'm just mm. and then I'll be like, okay, so the last season <laughs> I was actually into a lot of girl on girl. Really? Yeah. Okay. Give me one thing that you got from that. It's so funny. I'm really weird. <laughs> I'm very particular. You know those memes where it'd be like on Pornhub, you'd be on page fifty-six. <laughs> like, Not page fifty-six, because you have to shuffle like, and find the right. You do <laughs> because, like, for me, it's like I don't like real aggressive, like fingering action. Because then I'll just watch heterosexual regular sex. Yeah. Like, like, so I don't want to see that with a lot of dildos. But I, I will watch for a lot of the pussy eating, and really? that's something I don't do. But you. But it turns me on, apparently, listen, in porn. It's it's a listen. There's a lot of things I wouldn't do that I see in these videos, but I then watch I'd be the like, video. Oh. Then I like watch couple, y'all do it. <laughs> a couple, uh, I think, a couple seasons ago, I was really into anal. I don't know. I go very seasonal. So right now, I haven't watched porn in a couple months. Um, but you know, mm. cuffing season coming. I might not be cuffed, so we might be back on it. <laughs> <laughs> Booney, you are so dope, so amazing. This conversation was what I expected and more because you were just like, this is what Booney does, y'all. She is open. I try to be as open as possible. Yes. (laughs) And hopefully this will not be the last time that you come on the Hunger Podcast. And I would love to come on your show too. Return the favor, yes. And if you come, if you ever come back to Philly, tell Brian he could come back. I'm not going, I'm not trying to fight. Tell Let Brian, go. I think Brian, me and Brian probably just need to go out for lunch and he need to just stop. I'm going to give him a big Eric old hug. Eric was turning up. I thought we big about to fight at my live show, y'all. Not fight. I was about to, now we going <laughs> to shut it down. Philly, she like, oh, Philly, I should have known coming to Philly it was going to turn up. Like, and that's my second <laughs> home, right? <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Brian and shout out to you, the Booney Breakdown. Thank you, Booney. Please tell the people, remind the people where they could find you on social media. Yeah, so thank you so much for having me. I enjoyed this conversation. A good change of pace from uh, my normals. But again, you can find the Booney Breakdown podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, so many platforms. iHeartRadio, if you listen to that as well. We're also on Instagram and Facebook at the Booney, B-O-O-N-I-E Breakdown. And on Twitter, just at Booney Breakdown. So follow us. We have a good time. I do a lot of interactive stuff, so come on and have a good time. Do I follow you on Twitter? I don't have to follow you. I don't know if I follow you on Twitter, Boney. I think you... Maybe you do. Oh, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I think you do. Okay, cool. Cool. I'm hung up. Yes. (laughs) Hey. I really enjoyed that conversation. And I hope y'all did too. Remember, 
you can hit the contact button on the IG, the Instagram page, at HungUpPod. Dial in. Leave your feedback on the episode, or you can email it. Just hit that contact button. Thank you, Booney, for coming this week. I'm hung up. Did y'all get y'all t-shirt yet? Y'all had, let's see, uh, the show's been going on now for one hour, 12 minutes to be exact. Did you get your t-shirt yet? (laughs) Support this podcast. If you like the content that you're hearing, you can support this podcast by purchasing a Relax Your Shoulders t-shirt. I think there's about five colors. The favorites right now are berry, which is kind of like a pink. It's cute. And the green. And then, of course, black comes in number three. Even though black is number one, it comes in number three in terms of the favorites uh, that people are purchasing. So go to the Hunger Podcast Instagram page. Click that bio link and get your shirt. Thank y'all once again for dialing in to the Hunger Podcast. I'm your host and producer, Eric Cole. You can find this show on all podcasting and social media platforms by searching at Hung Up Pod. That's H-U-N-G-U-P-P-O-D. Thank you all for listening. I'll see y'all next week. Be safe. Peace. Peace.